Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia, and I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Anthony. Good evening. Good morning. I thought you were going to say howdy this time. I was, I was last take. Oh. Okay. This take, I had to change it up. But uh, anyways, a lot. A lot has happened. So much has gone down. We have so much to talk about. So today, we're going to get caught up on all of our pop culture meet sports hollywood is cooking the script is looking nice they're keeping us fed and we have a lot of hot takes we have a lot of hot takes on all of it so we're so excited to share those with you and we have a few you know personal things to add to it too so beth's got the hot takes i'm, I'm gonna call my takes warm today but we'll okay. see where they go but before we get into the most recent things there's been something that i wanted to talk to you on this podcast for for a few weeks now and it's just, we start recording, I forget. Yeah. I, I should have put it in the notes section, but here we are. Your man, Kanye West. Why, why my man? Was very recently in the headlines mm -hmm. for some extracurricular activities. So they're in Venice. Venice is in Italy. Italy. Okay, so Italy, him and his girl, Bianca, are on a little ass boat. His wife, by the way. Oh, they're married? Yes. Okay. I, I never know, like... You, if it's true or not, after, especially after like the Courtney thing, because like they were married, but they weren't technically Courtney, Courtney and Travis. Didn't they Courtney like Scott? Courtney, oh, what do you Co mean? Courtney and Travis, Courtney. And didn't they like go have a wedding at Las Vegas? But it, they weren't. It was like not real. I mean, they, and just, then they had a real wedding later. Yeah, but they signed like they went to they went to the Vegas chapel and just like were drunk and had fun. And then right. they went to a courthouse and signed papers. So then they were married and then they had their like actual legit wedding okay. in Italy. So yeah, you know, I don't know. You never know nowadays because everyone <laughs> says they're married and some people really aren't married, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But he was on this boat and I, I never been to Italy. So I, small boat, I could be totally wrong in that. It didn't look too bad from the pictures. No, it was small. Okay. It was like a two person boat. <laughs> he was on the boat getting some sloppy toppy. And his full ass cheeks were out this this is like the craziest thing because we're like oh yeah like it got some headlines this week but or whenever it happened but not as ago. many headlines as i th like i thought this would be viral everywhere i don't know why it wasn't but this was the craziest thing maybe to happen this year in pop culture like sorry that might be in my top five i saw kanye west full butt his full butt yeah and full, it's out there forever full ass was out there was boats the reason there's, they, there's even pictures out there is because there was so many boats of other people just taking pictures as he's getting head on a boat. He tried to put it like a face cover on, but it just, it didn't work. It did not work. Like this, it's so crazy. I, I think the reason why it didn't go as big is I think with Kanye West, it's just like. How many headlines can there be? But also <laughs> nothing is surprising like, yes it's like oh okay who wait who did that oh kanye all right all right whatever it's all I, I know for me like i'm over it like just do what you're gonna do put music out if you want but just i i personally am over kanye west whenever he did the that video where he like beheaded pete oh yeah that's when i was like okay like you're not a sane person and i'm no longer like holding you in high regard as I used to, like with his music and being an icon and stuff. That's when he just like fell off for me. So Kanye and Bianca are banned from whatever that boat company is. Yeah, <laughs> they got banned. They're no longer welcome. I think I read some things where it's like he, he may be criminally charged because in Italy, like it's illegal to expose yourself. Oh my God. I don't know if that was true or not, but a whole lot came out of that. But I had a question for you. Okay, let's go. Public display of sexual affection. Where does that fall on your like do's and don'ts? Okay, so for example, in high school, like we loved. We know what you did in high school. We loved a parking lot sexcapade. There was even times where like, I don't know if it's like this in every city and state, but in Phoenix, Arizona, there's these things called green belts and it's like in every neighborhood there's like these huge patches of grass where you can like take your dog to run and play or like there's parks and but there's always like just a crap ton of like hilly grasses grass that's hilly hilly there's hills with grass anyways what it if, is if it was dark if okay, it was dark on. we would just, what let me explain a little bit so what it is is 
it's these grass areas and if there's ever flooding or heavy rain the water just kind of goes into these yeah but it's in like every neighborhood and area here right so anyways we would find green belts at night when it was dark because there'd be no lights we would just park next to it, get out, legit have sex on the grass. That happened like one that time. is crazy. It happened and one time. And the one time it happened, I lost my phone and I left it out there in the middle of a grass in the dark and we had to like go back and find it anyways. Well, the, the reason why you lost your phone is because I didn't have a cell phone. So it wasn't like I could call your yeah. phone. Yeah. Crazy times. So crazy. Anyways, I think that when you're young and dumb, it's one thing, but like having four children that can see, especially as a public figure, that is so wild to me because your kids are going to be affected by those headlines. So it's one of those things too, where I'm just like, dude, think about your kids. Like, this is crazy. Um, In general, I'm not a big fan of like sexual displays of affection, you know, in, in lieu of public display of affection, but like Courtney and Travis, like humping each other on the beach. It's like, okay, like, for a picture whatever i get it if it's their personality but i'm not like into it that's i'm not like oh my god like that is so sexy and cute and i think that like oh like when people are making out in the movies next to me it annoys me i'm like watch the movie like can you stop sucking his face right now and i think that i would just prefer people keep it more private as far as like hugging and normal kissing and touching and stuff like that i'm all for it and you know i like that but i think like what was that congresswoman or some political oh, the, figure the theater, yeah. that was like being groped by her date and like she's like rubbing his dick and stuff at where there's like kids around at a theater. It's like to me that is horrific. Don't do that, especially when there's kids around. So I I agree with you um, back in high school when we were trying to get it in and our options of locations were very limited. Any and anywhere was yeah and would i do that now never i would never like even play with my freedom like that but why number one because it's illegal and i'm trying to keep myself safe i'm not trying to play with my own freedom like that but also like what i do affects my kids if i were to get caught doing something like that like i that would number one be so humiliating and number two like anything i do in life from here on out i'm gonna have to answer to my kids so I just want to set a good example for them. That's like the biggest thing. So for me, I selfishly will not do that because you get caught doing some shit like that. You're now a sex offender. Yeah. You're on the registry. You you can't go to your kid's graduation. You can't go to their school plays. Like, no, why would you even mess with that? And we're married. We have five kids. Like in any situation, we're going back home or back to sleep, wherever it may be, where we can get it on in the comfort and the privacy of whatever yeah. it may, whether it's an and Airbnb, like when we're out a and hotel, about, our own room. When we're out, like, especially you and I together alone, like I love making out or like dancing with you and stuff like that. But like actual sexual acts like that is crazy to me. It's crazy. I can't even fathom, but yeah, to each their own. <laughs> Kanye and Bianca. <sighs> Moving on from Kanye. We went and saw Pete Davidson this week. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Pete. Live in person yes comedy show thoughts um before we get into thoughts you've seen pete before yeah you saw him in 2019 yeah i've loved pete since he was first on snl and he was like a teenager and i think he's hilarious i love that how mainstream he's gotten like recently he's definitely not on the crush list anymore i think that he's fallen off for me as far as like you know how you think of kim k right but i still think he's hilarious so definitely wanted to see him again. I wanted you to experience seeing him because I loved my experience last time. And yeah. So yeah, coming off the of last time you went with some friends mm-hmm. and you had nothing but high remarks. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm a known Pete hater, um, but not necessarily for Pete's career work. It's Pete's personality. Personality outside of work. His actions. Um, I mean, I've seen Pete in SNL. Yeah. Some different movies and it's funny, but there's I feel like there's a difference between stand up comedy funny and then you got a few lines and a few scenes in a movie funny. Well, yeah, that's why like I mean sketch comedy actors and actresses, that's why I love SNL so much is because it it, I've always thought it was funny. Like my parents were so conservative and 
like didn't let us do a lot, but they watched SNL with us from the time I was like 13 years old, which is like kind of funny. But so I grew up watching SNL and I think that's probably what shaped my horrible sense of humor. Um, it's your sense but of humor I, there's a reason why different. like SNL actors, some of them will go on to have successful comedy careers and then some of them become actors or some of them just become writers. Like there's, there's a reason why each does their own thing, it's but he has had such a well-rounded career but he's not a leading man in my opinion so with that being said over the course of the 10 years that you and i have lived together my taste in comedy has changed like i'll sit there and watch snl whereas early on in our marriage first i didn't know what the hell they were talking about because i wasn't i didn't care about pop culture and society culture as much um so my taste has changed but going into p i was like all right dude's funny but is he funny enough to keep an audience laughing by himself? Yeah. Because when you're on stage, you, audience, you don't get to put on a costume. You don't, you know, you, I, I kind of feel like you can't even really break character when you're doing stand. Like, you can't laugh at your own jokes. There's there's some jokes. I think some peop- some comedians but do. imagine if a comedian was just laughing. Because in SNL, yeah. they break character yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, so, we'll start with venue. It was a small, intimate venue called Celebrity Theater here in Phoenix. 25 rows. One reason why I know there's 25 rows is because our seats were in row 25 and we were uh, sitting in front of the wall. Yeah. So we were all the way up last at the row. last row and you still had a pretty good view of P. Davidson. Our biggest complaint was it was hella claustrophobic because... Um, it's like a circle venue. Did you already say that? And were, yeah. there was like a wall to the left of us. Because that's where that's yeah, where the exit it was. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, it was so claustrophobic. It was claustrophobic up there, but... Um, and I was like, dude, if there's like a fire or something happens, we're going to die. We're none, We're never getting out of here. I'm going to go on record and say, P. Davidson is funny. I was laughing. His boys were funny. It is... V- yeah, he had four openers and they were all hilarious. It is very... How would I, how would I say that? They were kind of like that the nerdy guys in high school that just kind of stuck together like yeah for sure and that's the that was the vibes he was hilarious i was like peeing i was laughing so hard so fucking funny my only thing is i I, don't get me wrong i'll laugh at a good incest joke or a good joke that involves race i'm just not a fan of the whole thing being built on those two things like I don't know, that's just me. I know some people they like. You probably thought that shit was hilarious, but like, are you talking about him specifically, him, or because they all kind he of had race jokes? Jew, the Jew thing. That was him. Yeah, they, they all him. they all kind of yeah, yeah they all kind of. But like, it's like all right, get your little like you know if I if I was doing stand up, I'd make my joke about Mexicans, and then I feel like I'd move on. I just that was my only complaint. It was like all right, can we be funny without? Talking about Jews, Jewish and people, Jewish people. They said Jews. Up yeah, on well, the they're stage. Jewish, so they can say that. I think. Oh, all right. I, is Pete Davidson Jewish? I have no idea. I don't, I you don't you know. would know. I feel like he is, right? I'm gonna ask Siri. Hold on one sec. Is Pete Davidson Jewish? He's Catholic. Hmm. So okay. maybe he shouldn't be saying. Jewish. So, but when you're a comedy, to me, you get that a comedian. Pass when you're in comedy, okay. Um. I think it was funny. I loved it. It was like there were so many jokes that were just so me coded. Like there was jokes about like being on the spectrum and like loving Game of Thrones and like all of these like nerdy ass things that are like just me. And so I freaking loved it. And it was relatable to my life and sense of humor and just such a great show. Such a great show. I liked it better than the you're going to get mad for me at me for saying this, but I liked it better than Dave Chappelle. Oh, I bet you did because Dave Chappelle talked about everything and he touched on topics that are very near and dear to your heart, but he didn't talk about incest. He didn't really talk about race. Hey, incest is not near and dear to my heart. You were that, I didn't hear you laugh harder than when Pete Davidson was talking about fucking his sister. He was not talking about that. He was like, am I going to fuck my sister right now? Yes. That's what he said. He, because she liked Game of Thrones and he was confused. Right. It's funny. But it's and not. that's your kind of humor. <laughs> but for me, it's just like... We don't start rumors. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I would see him again. Yeah, I would too. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a fun night. He's a funny guy. Uh, I've seen... Personally, I've seen Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, 
George Lopez. Pete Davidson's above George Lopez. Because George Lopez, his whole set was about Mexicans and immigration. And although that hits close to home, I don't want to hear that shit for an hour set when I'm trying to. Well, that's one of the reasons I didn't like one of the openers at Dave Chappelle's is because all he wanted to do was talk about Indians the whole time. And I'm like, I feel bad for my Audrey right now. Like, it's it, when it hits too close to home, it's like, ah. Okay, I don't know if this is quite funny anymore. But Pete Davidson but Pete comedy. Davidson was close to home with it still being funny. Okay, so we just talked about Game of Thrones. Moving on from Game of Thrones, let's talk about Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas because this shit is getting so wild. Like, if you don't know what's going on, then you must live under a rock because it's ev- it's all over my newsfeed. But I follow only pop culture pages, so it makes sense. I feel like this is like one of the biggest stories of the year, though. Um, so if you don't know, I'll quickly explain. Yeah, give us give us the timeline because even I, who have had pre-production meetings with you, am a little... This isn't like a fact-checked timeline. This is like my interpretation of everything that I've seen. So basically, there was rumors that came out that Sophie and Joe's... If you don't know, Sophie Turner's from Game of Thrones and a bunch of other things, and Joe Jonas is from the Jonas Brothers. Okay. We only know We've got from past Game that. of Thrones. <laughs> so... Basically, there was like reports that their marriage was on the rocks. And then literally a day or two later, it comes out that they're separated. They're heading for divorce. And then a few Th- days after that, even we were going to no, a few Jones days after show. that, even that's when we found the news came out that he had actually filed for divorce. Mm, I got it. Okay. And we were like, what the fuck? And then that's when they released their statement and everything. And so like, that's crazy, right? Like anytime it's. I know it's Hollywood and everyone gets divorced. No one stays together. That's what they say. But anytime you have young parents with young kids, it's so sad. And especially when like, I love both of them and they were like so cute to me, whatever. Anyways. <sighs> okay. Then, I, I want to pause you there. Okay. I'm, go ahead. I want to go off topic here for a second. In the middle of the timeline, babe. Because of something that you just said. Okay. So you just said you think it's sad with, for young parents, right? Young kids specifically because their kids are like one in three. So even though you are the product of a divorce later in life, Mm -hmm. you still think you think it would have been harder on you for your parents to get divorced at a younger age as opposed to you going through life thinking now, granted, your dad did terrible ass shit. I think I, I don't think that was what I was trying to say. I think anytime there's kids involved in any divorce, it's sad. But you were an adult when your parents got divorced. Yeah, but my brother was 12, and he has, like, severe trauma from it. But a tw- I don't think a 12-year-old is considered a young kid. Yeah. I don't think not. Brooklyn's considered a young kid. But I think a divorce now would be more detrimental to her than if she was two, three years old. Yeah, true, true. I just think anytime a kid's involved, it's sad. But obviously, I'm also all for people doing what's best for them okay, and uh, that, that was the tangent anyways the okay so then it starts getting real messy which i guess divorce is messy in general unless you're like a unicorn but it's crazy to see it unfold on a public stage with two a-list stars um first you know he files for divorce then she sues him for custody of their kids and and says that he is withholding their passports and not letting them leave the country and they live in the UK and that he's like not letting them leave New York. And so she literally sues him in those court documents. It says that she found out he filed for divorce from the media, Boss. which is Boss. fucking crazy, like just so astronomical to me. The craziest part of all this, too, is that this all happened like the first week of September, right? Because our, our, the concert was September 5th. Mm-hmm. August 15th was his birthday. And they posted together. They were together having a great time, it seemed, on social media. In two weeks, the whole dissolution of a marriage. And the his team is reporting that it's something that she said on the ring camera. That was like the final straw. Okay. Um, today, sources said that what he saw on the ring camera was her talking to a friend some negative comments about Joe. And I'm just like, that's not like run to the divorce court to file worthy. I don't know if I, if I like overheard you talking bad about me to a friend, I would, I don't even think I would be that mad. I would be like, okay, like he, 
he needs to vent. All right. Hold, so hold <laughs> I'm on. I'm confused. No, we're not done yet. You oh, need no, no, to wait. no. I want to interject in this part. Okay, okay. First, if you... <laughs> I don't want to put you out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I know 1,000% that if I was talking about you to a friend in a negative light, you'd be pissed off. Yeah, you've done it before. And you were pissed off. Well, I, we were in a fight. I made a joke this weekend. Did I divorce you? No, but you were pissed off. But it, it was a very... And once I was like, Beth, come on now, like... Not, yeah, but I'm just saying I wouldn't run to the divorce court no, no, no. and fi- run to the courts and file divorce. No, right. But also, I would be like, "What the fuck?" We we know, we know you mm-hmm. and I, based off of what we went through last year. Social media is not as it seems. We were posting together in the midst of the worst point in our relationship. So to the outside, I mean, world, not really. People were like, "How come you haven't posted Anthony in a month?" <laughs> but you you would. Still I was post never me on like projecting. No, I really didn't. I wasn't projecting anything that wasn't true and i think that's how people but that's why we had to address it is because people started catching on if you remember i don't think you anyways we made anyways anyways the point is now uh okay so then she said that they agreed that their kids were going to live in england that they were going to live in england as a family as soon as her show was done filming which it's done filming and that she um they were looking at schools for the kids that they had been looking at homes. And so like the kids need to come back to the UK that she like was depressed in the United States and she wants to be with her friends and family that are all in the UK. And he's like, no, you're, we're not taking our kids there. So they finally agreed that the kids are going to stay in New York city while they like figure everything out. So, so iconic, but she's living in Taylor Swift's townhouse in New York city with her two kids right now. Taylor just gave up her home for her. I mean, I'm sure she has a million to give up, but pretty boss ass move. Another boss ass move was them going to dinner together and being papped together when Joe, when Joe Jonas has songs written about him by Taylor about her getting her heart broken. So you, you think Sophie's making boss moves. I think it's a boss move. Cause Hey, we had an agreement. We were going to, this is where we were going to live. This is how things are going to go. We're getting divorced now. Fuck that agreement. We're we're no longer together. Like it's just so crazy because they really do live in different countries. Like how does that work for kids? Well, right. Also, you said that she was suing him. H- how does that work as far as you live in the UK, I live in New York? How does how does that work? What do you mean? She's suing him, but she lives in a different country, right? Like her she's I'm sure she has if you have a home in both, right? But is, and if your kids are born, their kids were born in L.A., so she can sue for custody. She has to sue for custody in the United States, right? I, I would imagine, but it's she wants to go back home, right? That's what she's know. fighting for. I mean, we're just but speculating they're all, here. They're in America, so now, she can't like sue in the U.K. government. But also, I, I feel like, a, 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 like suing is so American. Like it's a, such an American thing. But, but obviously, if, like you said, he's withholding passports, She's still trying to say, hey, this was our agreement. Let the kids come back home with me. So he's like, because no. the last time they had spoken, the agreement that was when the show was done, they were going to go back to the UK with her. That right. was the agreement. And then when she got there to pick them up, he was like, nope, you're not going to take them. So it was like sprung on her at the last second. Right. Which- so she went there like feeling knowing and thinking that she was going to take them back and then he was like oh no you can't have their passports i mean i'm sure that agreement was made when they were at a different point in their relationship i mean yeah but you can't just like kidnap your own kids and say no they're not going back to their home but that's not their home they're they they lived there oh so they okay that that's different you didn't say that so those kids have lived in england yes they have lived in england and they came yes and while she was filming a show they were with joe yeah, that's that's I've, I can I just, only imagine the complexity of that. No, it's so complex and we don't even know all of it. But it's so crazy how immediately the spin doctors and like his team were putting out bad stories about Sophie. They were saying like, oh, she did this and she did that. And she's not an attentive mother and she's depressed and she likes to party and she likes to drink. And there was all these stories coming out. Right. And it was like, oh, she's kissing a co-star days after divorce, like doing her job that she's been filming she's been filming a show for months anyways people started going back like through the archives because you know people are fucking crazy people start going back through the archives through all the live videos that joe and sophie have done through all the q and a's everything 
And every single one talks about how Sophie's such a homebody, but Joe likes to go out and party and be with friends and do all that kind of stuff. And so that that's one thing to disagree on and that COVID was so good for them because it forced him to stay home and stuff like that. And so people were like, oh my God. And like when the articles would say at the end, we reached out to Sophie's team for comment, meaning that they had already spoken to Joe's team. So everyone kind of just caught on to that really quick, which I loved because I feel like so many times women have been, especially mothers, have been like put down so much in the media when these kinds of things happen and people just like run with it. It's so easy to like do the Oh, she's a bad mom trope, but people weren't falling for it this time. I'm very curious to see what the, the fallout of this is, meaning how this ends, because you have the two different countries, but also there's a... I want we're not endless, but limitless supply of money. Like, yeah, when it comes to things like this, the best lawyer, the best attorneys, like, usually is who wins. But it's like when both have those means ready to go, how does it work out? Very, very interesting. Yeah, agreed. And shit, I guess that's something you got to think about when you're shacking up with someone from another country, because if shit goes haywire, then yeah, that's crazy. That's so speaking of Taylor Swift, because she's like so involved with the story too. Oh, also the fact that she put that line in the song for Sophie and Joe an invisible string. She's like um, talking about the boys that have broke, broke her heart. But she's like, but now I send their baby's presence. And people are like, why would you ever make Queen Taylor regret putting a line in a song? Like that was her kind of making up for all the songs that she had wrote um, about Joe before. And it's like, we need some more diss tracks for this guy now. But <laughs> I saw him that day. I saw him that day in concert and he was hot as hell. So I don't know, guys. He lo- but, he but he gives the vibes of like being vindictive and like doing things. I don't know. He just like, oh, I don't know. Something about him. I feel like especially when guys like know that they're hot shit, they think that they can get away with everything. And that's what I don't like. I'm going to call you out on two biased things you've said in this segment yeah do it first one is you're like joe's jonas team went on the the offense and started planning all these things you are standing by that statement because you are a fan of sophie turner and you don't want to believe. no i like them both and when it first happened i was like i'm a child of divorce like i don't know whose side i'm on not that there should even be sides and like parasocial relationships but i genuinely didn't know until all the stories started coming out and i was like wait what that doesn't track And but what I mean is, in most cases, I do it, you do it, society does it, and we're all wrong for it. Whatever's in the headlines, whatever narrative is being spun, we're like, oh shit, this person's a terrible, you know what I mean? Without actually having facts and hearing both sides of the story. Also, he looks vindicative. Come on, if if you yeah, if you no, I I didn't say he looks. I said he gives vibes. Right, but if he was not married to someone that you. No, he's been doing it since Taylor Swift, for sure. All right. Since Demi Lovato, actually. He's been giving vibes, babe. You wouldn't know because you weren't obsessed with Jonas Brothers in high school. I just know that I've never looked at someone and thought. It's not because of looking at him. It's how they look. No, no. It's how they act. It's how they talk. It's It's the videos that they put out there. It's their facial expressions. That's what giving a vibe means. It's not based on his face. What, what his face is doing while he's doing those things. No, it's it's the whole aura and it's the energy of it all. I, you've been around this man one time in your life. You're going to talk to me about some energy. For, I'm not. I'm <laughs> First of all, his in real life energy was steaming hot. And it was really hard for me to sit there being Team Sophie looking at him. Um, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about 15 years of watching them. So you're just taking the, the history yeah relationship okay and all of his relationships and how he's ended them and how in the stories that have come out about him that's what i'm taking it off of okay i'll 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 give it a pass okay so moving on to taylor swift because this is like this is oh my god this This is is, this is this is gonna be my hot take for the app this is gonna be my hot take so if you live under a rock once again Taylor Swift came to the Chiefs game this weekend to support her rumored friend. That's a man, Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey is an up and coming football player. No, I'm just kidding. 
He's a well-established ball player. So I first learned of Travis Kelsey this past February when the Kelsey brothers played each other in the Super Bowl. I've known who Jason Kelsey is for a while because my husband is a diehard Eagles fan. And the Eagles and the Chiefs played each other in the Super Bowl. And it was the coolest thing ever to have two brothers playing each other, their mom there supporting them, wearing a split jersey. It was super cool. And that's when I first learned of Travis Kelsey. And I'm sure if you're a sports fan, you've known of him way longer than that. But anyways, he went on record a few months ago saying that he went to the Taylor Swift concert and he was so bummed because he was trying to give her a bracelet with his phone number on it and she didn't you know, allow him to give it to her. The teams didn't allow it. So he went on record saying this. And then I guess maybe through back channels got her number and they started hanging out and now she's at the game and it's just giving PR and it's, it's giving PR to me. And the one response I keep hearing about this is neither of them need PR. Neither of them need publicity. Okay. I completely disagree. I completely disagree. Um, everyone needs publicity when you're a star putting out work, putting out work. She has her movie premiering in two weeks. She has her album coming out next month, another re-record. I mean, he's he's been wanting to be in the limelight for forever. He had his 2016 reality dating show. Um, he does lots of appearances. I think that he's been wanting to be like a more A-list athlete for a while now. So this is definitely serving them both for sure. She's also never had like the best PR when it comes to relationships, but everyone's like eating this up. It's like an all American sweetheart fairy tale. And there's people comparing them to like, this is my Royal family, that kind of stuff. So I think that it's definitely serving her well too. Um, the whole thing is like giving 1989 too, which is her re-record that's coming out. Like they're, it's so public. She's always been so private with relationships. It's so public. He's going on podcasts talking about this every week. He's talking about it every week. Like in what world would she be okay with that? Truly. And the way she's like, (laughs) they're going, he's wearing a 1989 themed suit after the game. Uh, he's born in the year 1989. I just think all of it is like a little too packaged up with the pretty bow. And I, I'm actually sad because I wish it was real. I wish, and I hope it's real because I feel like they would be like an iconic couple, but it's just a little too perfect for me. And I'm going to read you some statistics really fast. If you're thinking, why does Travis Kelsey need publicity? Why does he need publicity? Um, since Taylor Swift showed up to Sunday's Chief Bears game, a 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jersey sales. Also, have you seen how expensive they are? Jerseys are expensive to begin with. His jerseys are like triple the price now, if not more. Kelsey's podcast ranks number one overall on Apple. Kelsey adds almost 400K Instagram followers. 24.3 million viewers watch. It's the number one game. 63% jump in female viewers ages 14, 18 to 49. Three times increase in chief searches on the web. Three times increase in chief sales on StubHub. And chief sold more tickets in a single day since the start of the season. So why would they need publicity? Well, they don't. maybe they don't need it, but they are definitely benefiting from it in a big, big way. Where were these stats from? Um, the NFL something. Cause they, some of them were kind of sus, but we will we won't let you ride with it. The NFL tweeted that out. One of their verified accounts. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, there's a couple of things that I saw that make me think this is PR, cause I'm not as invested in this as you are, and I still hate the Chiefs because they beat us in the Super Bowl. So I've been trying to stay as far away from this as I can, but. They were not holding hands. They were not. at the After the game when they walked together. But in the restaurant, photos that got leaked today, she had her arm around him in the uh, restaurant. That's, holding hands is, is, is and a And like driving, driving out in a convertible, like in a convertible where people can clearly see who you are. And when she has a song called Getaway Car, it's like, come on. Um, but I, I, I kind of went back and forth on this because I'm like, I'm I'm a part of what is at the end of the day 
what can these two really do for each other? Mm-hmm. Like they're Taylor is a global superstar, but in her profession, she is top dog. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, you know, although one of the greatest at his position, he, the guy on his, his quarterback is potentially the face of the NFL. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. But I was watching clips of their podcast and lo and behold, season two of their podcast dropped today. So I think that this is a plan concocted by Taylor. I think it was a joke, right? Travis was doing his media run, mentioning Taylor Swift. It was good for laughs. And I think Taylor Swift's team picked up on it and was like, hey, let's make this happen. I do have a little bit of hope that this might come true. Yeah. There's a rapper by the name of Yo Gotti. You may know him, you may not. But for years, he has been saying his crush is Angela Simmons. Mm-hmm. Dropped her name in some bars. And finally, it happened. They're together. Her birthday just passed. They're on vacation is together. She, is she related to Russell Simmons? Yeah, she's, I don't know if it's Daughter hair. or? Somewhere, she's, she's one of them. But he kept shooting his shot. And he got it. I, I My biggest hope for the whole situation is that it turns into something real. And they're both like hot people. So they should, They sh- you don't think so? I don't, Taylor Swift. Like, uh. I just think they're both like in the peak of their careers. They're both like just gorgeous people. Like go have fun. It should be so fun for them right now. But I think, like I said, it's just packaged up a little too perfectly. There's a lot of big things happening right now. His podcast, the movie um the the re-record coming out and so it's just like i hate when people are like who needs why would they need publicity why would they need pr there's a reason that they both have pr teams is so that they can spin things in their direction when you have projects coming out you want your name to be i mean i couldn't even scroll my feed without seeing i still can't and it's been four days and i still can't scroll my feed without there being at least one picture from the game and they did what they needed to do. Also, it buried a lot of other news from the weekend, too. And no, you're right, you're it right. buried a lot of Sophie and Joe news. It's buried a lot of Olivia Rodrigo news. Like, she, I think she knows what she's doing. At the same time, though, I don't think Taylor Swift needed this. I think she could have... Every Taylor Swift is that person. She would have had great sales. She would yeah. have had, I don't I don't think she needed this. I think this is just a game for I her. still I still think it benefits her though. Oh, even for if sure. she doesn't need it. For you sure. know, because she wasn't like for since March of this year, our entire TikTok feeds have been Taylor at, on tour and she's not on tour right now. And so this is a great way to get her name trending and viral again before the movie comes out. Yeah, but hopefully this shit dies down quick because I'm I'm tired of it. It was so cool to have our worlds collide, though. My love for Taylor, your love for football, it just came in for the perfect little moment for us. Loved it. Speaking of football, <laughs> shout out to Kiki Palmer for getting Usher the Super Bowl halftime. <laughs> you game. think that's the Kiki no, effect? No, <laughs> I don't. I, uh, I'm trying to think. So the last time I remember Usher being... 10th grade. In the headlines was for him being accused of giving others STDs. Yeah. And it was like a, a store, big story, at least in the hip hop community. Um, a few years back, these allegations came. And I rem- specifically remember because he has a song called Let It Burn. And people were running with that song oh as the joke. Um, musically, Usher hasn't put out. I was going to say, I can't remember the last time I was like, adding songs to my ipod right. probably like 10th grade usher, usher still actively puts out music but the last time he had a hit it's been a while so obviously musically usher's catalog yeah has not grown anything crazy yeah in recent years um so as far as music status he's there i just think this kiki palmer it was not bad publicity for him it was funny comical it kind of showed he still has some some power in yeah. the game. I think it did catapult him up I, the ladder. I'm just having such a hard time being excited about it. Like last or this year, I guess we had Rihanna, and she hasn't put out a ton of mu- new music in the past few years, but still, she has so many like songs that are relevant to my childhood and life in like recent years. 
I just love her so much and I love all of her music with Usher. I think it's people that are like 10 years older than me that are like super duper duper excited. Plus I'm just, I just am not super excited about it. And I feel like they could have gotten someone that's a little bit more relevant. And I know that's probably a crime for me to say, but yeah, I'm just not as excited. No, I think you're right. Um, relevant to me is key. Yeah. Um, he's not, because, I mean, I, I fuck with Usher. Like, I, I'm looking through his song lists on Apple Music. I mean, there's so many that I love. There's his, so many. His first 10 songs, I can sing every every, yeah. every word. So, I mean, for me, but I'm a hip-hop R&B guy. I just think there's so many. I just think the Super Bowl, it happens once a year, and you you get the best artist. You get the best of that year. There's been times where I'm like, what the fuck? Like when they had Maroon 5, like I liked Maroon 5 for a long time, but I just, it's just like, that's not the best that music has to offer. Not even the best of that year because when they did in LA, they had like Dr. Dre. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not that year, but But like. those are like, he's a legacy. Yes. Yes. Dr. Dre will forever be one of those. When you speak about rap music, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, those guys that performed, they're in that conversation. Although I personally like Usher, he's not the greatest. He's not an R&B. He's just a sol- like on a scale of 1 to 10, a solid 7.5 is for me. Yeah. And so I'm hyped because this is my kind of music, but I can see how someone like yourself who... He's just not relevant like right now. That's why I say shout out yeah. to Kiki Palmer because yeah. the last thing that True. was in the headlines for him involved Kiki Palmer. Yeah. Even like the fact that he is he touring or does he have a residency? He has a right residency now? in Vegas. I'm saying like normally when people are doing stuff like that, like stars, your my whole TikTok feed is filled with it. Everyone that I know is going to see it, and I just there, that that vibe's not happening for me either. Like I've seen celebrities go, like I've seen Kim K go to his shows and stuff, but I haven't seen like yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Usher's not really for this new generation. Yeah. So. With that being said, if you were in charge of the Super Bowl halftime I mean, Taylor show, Swift, but she's turned it down six times. She's continuously turned it I'm down. Gonna, I'm going to go controversial. I would love to see Usher. I mean, Usher. Chris Brown up there. I, I, Chris it'll, Brown? It'll never happen. Really? You think he's relevant? I think his catalog is... Half the size of Usher's? No. Usher over Chris Brown any day. Let's day. like take away all the bullshit that Chris did. First of all, we can't have Chris Brown after we have Rihanna. No, that's no. just disrespectful. That's why I'm saying it will never happen. But like, ju- I don't know. Beth, he's in the conversation. It's him and Michael Jackson for King of R&B. What? King of Pop. Who, who, who else are you going to put up there that can sing? Justin Bieber. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, actually though, Justin Bieber. Okay, but that your, first, your relevancy theory goes out the window. Okay, here's who I would who here's who I would do. Miley Cyrus, relevant, new albums, putting out good music, clean finally. Okay, we have Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift. I wouldn't go like I wouldn't do Jonas Brothers. I don't think they're big enough. Um Okay, am I wrong? I think the Jonas Brothers might be on the same level as Maroon 5. Yes. Okay. So yes. in comparison, that that would be to me for sure. Someone's gonna be yes, but about also that. they're too young. Okay, they're too their their demographic is too young to do the Super Bowl because you're gonna have 50, 60, 70 year old white men there that are gonna need to know like what's going on. They're gonna at least know who Usher is, you know. They're gonna be like, who the fuck are these brothers up there? They would have no idea. They would only know because of their granddaughters. I guess, but who else is left? Like Madonna's done it. Um, I'm sure the big rock bands have done it. Like who, who really is Taylor Swift? Tur- I would be Taylor Swift would be mine. The Everyone's saying that like, if she did it, it would be s- such mass havoc and like just wreak chaos, ev- mass chaos, wreak havoc. You know, you know what I'm saying? But it would be all the Swifties trying to fight all the NFL people for tickets and they would just leave after <laughs> the halftime shows over. Um, I just think that maybe she's too big even. Ah, Has Beyonce done it? Uh, I think she did. I just think that. Like, I don't think Olivia Rodrigo could do it. No. Right now, you know? See, and I I don't like you. I don't like the whole, the Swifties would take over because when we get, you're talking Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl. That top tier of NFL fans that can afford Super Bowl tickets. Okay, what about like Morgan Wallen? He's technically the number one artist in the world right now on Billboard. (sighs) Ah. That's that's see that I I don't I don't even feel 
like I could answer because his genre of music I'm not in tune with. These are the top uh, seven artists. Morgan Wallen, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, Oliver Anthony Music. I don't even know who that is. Well, so Olivia the- Rodrigo, SZA, Mariah Carey, The Weeknd, Ariana Grande. So a lot of those names that you put on that list, I don't think they have a set list. A catalog, yeah. That could, what, 15 minutes? 20 yeah. minutes is a halftime show? You have to keep... Everyone has to know every song you put up there. You can't go up there and play The Weeknd. The Weeknd did the halftime show oh, already. Shit. Remember? Well, fuck. I don't know then. Drake? Drake. Drake. I could do a Drake. Drake Taylor? Yeah. Drake or Taylor would be my my wish. Now that we just sat here and, and did this, how fucking tough is it to be part of that committee? I know, right? And then they all turn it down. Like, you have to find someone that actually say yes. I wonder how many people they asked before Usher, they got to Usher, and they're like, fuck, I guess we'll ask no, Usher. I think that's what it was, because I don't, I don't think, no disrespect to Usher, I don't think Usher's He wasn't top, top choice. choice. There's no way. <laughs> Sorry, Usher. In closing, we had parent-teacher conferences this week. Next week is fall break. So we get two weeks off. We get to hang with our uh, children. But uh, parent-teacher conferences are so anxiety-inducing for me. They make me feel like I'm back in school and like I'm in trouble, like having to go meet with the teacher. I guess for like Brooklyn and Harlem's, I just get like a little bit nervous, but not like actual anxiety. But then for Juice and Bronx's, actual keep me up at night anxiety. So we had Brooklyn's Harlem's five minutes each, if that, which we knew. Academically, they're great. Socially, they're great. In regards to the character traits, they're great. Then we had Bronx's. Now, Bethany has shared on her Instagram about a little scenario we had where Brooklyn, or Brooklyn, Bronx got in trouble in the bathroom. And for us, that was the first time we had ever had any behavior, anything sent to us. Any email home about kids' behavior never happened. Brooklyn's in fifth grade, so that's six years of kids being in school. And we have a lot of kids. So never once that day we had to have a tough conversation for the first time with our kid about do's and don'ts at school. Yeah. But also she started kindergarten when she was four years old, like Brooklyn and Harlan both did. And then she immediately turned five when school started. She's so young. She, it was, she messed up. You know what I mean? It was like, it was kind of like this thing where it was like, she should know better. And it's like, well, now she does, you know, now that she made the mistake, I'm all for making mistakes and then correcting and then growing from it. And yeah, we had to have a hard conversation with her. Like Bronx, you can't peek under the stoles. You can't be messing around in the bathrooms. And then she hasn't done it since. So to me, that's like, okay, well, we're good then. Right. But the fact that that was even something that we, a conversation we had to have. Yeah. It was never new, before. <laughs> it was a new level of parenthood for us. So going into the, her conference, we were a little bit nervous because our Bronx is someone who likes what she likes and doesn't like what she doesn't like and I know a lot of people say that but if Bronx fucks with you meaning she likes you she's gonna give you for life she's loyal her energy but if Bronx doesn't know you or if she doesn't like you you're getting nothing she's not gonna look at you she's not gonna talk to you she's definitely not gonna hug you she's she's just not interested she it's actually kind of funny because as we're sitting there and her teacher is describing her to us and it's 1000 percent on par with our own experience at home it reminded me of last week when i asked hannah and landon when that when in that Q&A when they were like oh what's one thing you like and don't like about Bethany or like a pro and con or whatever and they said that the negative was that I am very cold at first and you know it might seem like I not I don't like you but then once you get to know me once I break out of my shell then like I love you and I'm your number one fan and I'm a loyal for life girly that is Bronx to the T she Like you said, she likes what she likes. And if she doesn't know you, then you're not going to get anything from her. But it was funny because the teacher was saying that she, you know, she's not very nice. She was like, she's not mean at all, but she's not very nice. And I'm like, well, she, you know, she doesn't need to be nice to everyone. She doesn't need to like hug everyone and give everyone her attention and hug people. Like she's setting boundaries for herself. She knows what she wants and one of the goals on the paper it said 
She can be nicer to those around her by not staring or saying kids can't play with her. So we like asked her like Bronx like. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I just feel like you're 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 making this teacher seem a lot better than he is. There was a specific example she gave which led to this. She said Bronx got moved from her friend because they're talkative, which is cool. We knew this was going to happen. We were expecting it. She said at her new table, some of her fellow table mates will try to talk to her or whatever it may be, and Bronx will just sit there and, and just kind of stare at them. And so she said some of the other kids will say, hey, Mrs. Teacher, Bronx <laughs> is giving me mean looks mean looks so that that's where the the staring yeah yeah and i don't i don't think the teacher is wrong or being mean about it or anything like that i think that a lot of people just expect you to be like when you go to school you're supposed to be nice and that's just not bronx she's just not going to give energy to people that don't deserve it honestly like she's she's a world changer she's a world disruptor she's so different from our other kids and i just think that the more we encourage it and encourage her to be herself and not she doesn't need to make herself uncomfortable to make other people comfortable like she's doing good and nothing that she they said in the parent teacher conference was like made me think like oh no she's a mean little bully or a bad kid and like she's breaking that you know societal norm of little girls need to be nice and smile and hug like she everyone compares her to wednesday adams and it's so true minus the like bullying and like she's not putting piranhas in the school pool to like you know attack children she's just very like bronx did you have a good day yeah no like she just gives it to you straight and we love that Right, but I was also I was like Bronx. If your table may ask you a question, you can answer. The yes, question. like you don't, and that's what I told the teacher. I was like, we we tell her all the time. If you don't want to play with someone, but if like, you don't want to talk to someone, you don't have to. Yeah, but it's one thing to be like, hey, I don't want to talk to you right now. But it's one thing to just sit there and just give them mean looks. But like my sister will be here. She loves my sister. Gosh, they call her Gunga. Gunga is one of her favorite people in the world. But my sister will be here and she'll be in a mood and my sister will be trying to talk to her and Bronx will look at her and she'll say, I don't feel like talking right now. And then she'll just go back to whatever she was doing. And it's like, maybe that's not the nicest way to say it, but she's telling you how she feels and then she's moving on. Right, right. And we, like we told a teacher, hey, that's what we teach her at home. So... Yeah. As long as academically she's where she needs to be. And she's not being mean. Right. She's not, yeah. No, no, what she's we mean by mean, to be mean is going out of her way yeah. to make someone feel bullying. Yeah. Essentially. And she, she doesn't do that. She had, there was a, a situation where Deuce was like, she, you know, she pushed my friend and we're like, Bronx, did you push her friend? Like, what happened? And she's like, no, she kept trying to hug me. And so I told her to stop and she wouldn't stop and she still kept hugging me. So I pushed her off me. And I'm like, okay, well, when you put it like that, like, she's wanting people to respect her bound the boundaries of her body like what a queen right (laughs) anyways all in all went well we're doing good and we the kids that i raise are definitely different we'll say that yeah they're a little tougher and a little harder taking no shit from nobody yes all that to say we hope you guys have a good weekend and we will see you next week peace